And okay, now if you will turn to the fifth chapter of the book of Acts. Uh, last week, we finished the first 14 verses, and we were talking about the unfortunate situation of Ananias and Sapphira. I really enjoy teaching some things, and some things I don't enjoy quite as much. But we need the whole counsel of God. God doesn't need editors. God needs people who will teach the Word of God in its entirety. And so sometimes we read about uh, death and carnage and, uh, and hypocrisy, I think. And we came away with, I think, a very important lesson. No, pose, no posers, no posturing, no value signaling. No, I'm really a very good person. Look at me, and I want everyone to know that. And, you know, in light of this, I was, took special efforts in my life all week long to just be more transparent, just be more honest, just be more, and I always try to be that guy. I don't want to act like super spiritual or, you know, Pastor Adam, like he's this big aura about him. He's one of God's select pastors. Uh, and listen, I'm like you, just like you. You'd be, you'd be amazed how like you I am. Uh, uh, subject to the same foibles, the same temptations, and I just want to come across that way. Why act like something you're not? And then you, put, you set yourself up where people, you know, ah, I'd like to be more spiritual. Like, well, you can be. Y you know what I mean? I, this is this, listen, this is how I do, and I share, and I'm, again, I'm very forthright, and, and try to be very transparent, and I think that offers hope. Instead of like, well, you know, you can never be quite as spiritual as I am, and... Uh, who needs that? And God doesn't like that. Now we finished in chapter, in verse 14. Verse 15 starts off at in, in so much. What in so much? Well, we get it, that's not a good place to start. So let's jump back to verse 12, just kind of as a, as a springboard. Okay? Uh, let's, let's pray before we jump into the word here, though. Lord, it's your word. Uh, we want to, like the early apostles, understand what it means to follow you, what it means to be filled with, you, uh, filled with your spirit, what it means to put aside all else and follow you with our whole hearts. We don't want to be hypocritical. We don't want to be half-hearted. We, we only have one time to live this Christian life, and we don't get a do-over. And Lord, uh, I know that you've brought us into the world in, in this, the run-up to the to the end times, and here we are, Lord, your soldiers, for such a time as this. Teach us what you'd have us to know, and be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. By the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. We'll talk about that. It's going to mention that some more. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. How many times have we run to that one accordness? Those who oppose Jesus Christ, they do it one accord a lot better than the church of Jesus Christ does one accord in these days. I say that to our detriment. And of the rest, durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And you think, well, what's the point? You got people dropping dead. Well, I ain't going to join that church. You know, they, they know how to ferret out uh, uh, anyone who's uh, uh, a little bit hypocritical and stuff, I, I don't think I want to join. Uh, you know, you, it, it could go very poorly for me. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, okay? Uh, sometimes people leave, and I, I want to say this, and I'm, I'm not being judgmental. 
it, all our pastors, we, we, we talk about this, we joke about this. We call it blessed subtraction. Some people leave and we think, thank you, Lord. And some people leave and it's, it's not a good thing. But God adds to the church daily such are being saved. And here it says, and believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women. I don't get really worked up about how many people here. And people always ask, well, how many people are going there? Like, it means something. Where two or three are gathered in his name, right? And my thinking is two or two million. I don't care. I, I, I mean, I, I care. I'd rather preach the gospel to more people. Doesn't that seem about right? I mean, I'd rather more people here than less people, but at the end of the day, I don't build a church. It's not a personality cult. People do that, and then they fall because they're putting themselves up on a pedestal, and then the church disintegrates. If I were to die, I'd hope that this would go on just without a ripple, and I hope I, have no, I will never do anything to scandalize the body of Christ. I'm, I take great pains to live a life in such a way that you, you don't have to be ashamed of the way I am. Having said that, I don't want to, I don't want to it, this isn't about me at all. Uh, yeah, you know, generally, I, people come and I don't even introduce myself. I'm, hi, I'm, who cares? You know. When people go away, oh, yeah, that pastor, he's wonderful. He's not. Did you hear the word of God? Did God touch your heart? That's all I care about. I mean, I, I really, uh, I, I wouldn't have had the name in the bulletin if I thought I could get away with it. Like, you know, you'd have to f try to figure it out who's, who that guy was. It's, it's, it's just not important. Uh, and let God add to the church daily. And I'm, I'm glad to be used by God. And when he wants to use somebody else, well, that's his prerogative too. It, I don't lay a claim to anything here. It's all blood-bought. It's our church. It's God's church. It's not my church. Okay, uh, and the believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women. Okay, we have this church discipline situation where it ends in dramatic death, and no one dares join himself, but we don't worry about it. Churches grow, and God makes sure of that, verse 14. Uh, 15, inasmuch, insomuch, now we're in new territory, that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that... At the least, the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Sounds very, ah, what's the word? Uh, superstitious, doesn't it? Does it work? Does, does Peter's shadow touching them heal them? Well, before you say anything, we're gonna, we'll, we'll find out the answer. And by the way, I'll give you the answer. It's in the affirmative. And you think, that sounds strange. A lot of things sound strange to us, but again, God doesn't need any editors. He needs people who boldly share and teach the Word of God, not, not you know, the embarrassing bits there. Did God really speak the world into existence? Come on, really? Yeah, yeah, really. The Bible absolutely, positively teaches that, and I'm unapologetic about believing that. Um, they say that we're unscientific, and they call us rubes. What, what do you believe? Well, 4.5 billion years ago, there was nothing, then it exploded. Oh, that's science? <laughs> it seems like I got a religion, you got a religion. My religion's more fact-based than yours. But, let, but let's, let's put that aside for now. Uh, this here, Peter's wa walking on the street, and, and they're putting lame folk out so that his shadow would touch them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. Now, the next two ver words, everyone. 
Oh, man, we have to talk about this. And boy, we do. Now, I want you to understand what the Scripture says about this. Again, I'm not going to apologize for, for teaching Scripture. And they were healed. Every one. Now, what can we make from that? Because we don't see everyone being healed now either. Well, can I ask you something? We had two funerals, as you all know, this week. If you prayed for either one of those person's healing at any time, would you raise your hand and keep it up for a minute? What is, now, okay, okay, you look around, almost every hand. What does this tell us? One, we're very lousy at prayer. Two, we have no faith. Or three, maybe God doesn't determine to answer our prayers in the affirmative like we'd want them answered. Uh, and I want to talk about these a little bit because there are some who say, well, the answer is one of the first two. It's your lack of faith. Okay, and that's what you've got to understand right now is if you had more... How are you feeling now? Kind of a little bit like I'm clouding up and raining on you? Because I always feel that way when somebody questions my faith. I'm believing the best I can. I, I understand what the Bible says about the Lord. I, I get that. But we're not even going to finish this book and we're going to see... Sometimes when God doesn't heal people, even in this book, uh, you know, the second half of the book is devoted to the Apostle Paul, who is never healed from the, uh, this affliction, this thorn in the flesh. Paul says, um, Trophimus, have I left at Miletus sick? Heck, you say, why don't you just heal him? You just, you're Paul, the Apostle, just heal him. And remember, he's talking about Epaphroditus who was sick. And so sick that he almost died? But he didn't die. Whew, Paul says. Paul, just heal him. Hey, I don't think it's God's will for us to heal everybody every time. I, I don't. Now, don't carry this into never. That was a dispensation for a different time. Miracles still happen. We see it all the time. Do they always happen? No. Listen, it's a miracle by definition. It's not, if it happened all the time, we'd call it Tuesday, right? The fact that it's, it's miraculous means it doesn't happen all the time. It's not the norm. It's not the way things normally go on. And I have had people really vex me and get in my face and give me a hard time about, and you have too, about you don't have enough faith. And that's the problem. And they would point to Verses like this. So I'm an elder in a church a uh, long time ago. Uh, in, it's a non-denominational church in Kerner, Maine. And one of the older ladies, and she was old then. I think she's still around. She must be closing close to 100. Uh, she had uh, her husband was dying of leukemia and getting more and more frail and battling it, and they were doing all the things. They were in the prayer and, they, and you know, brown rice and all the... The, you know, homeopathic type of things and trying to do everything, and he died. And she got hold of one of these tracts that people give out, and basically it was, you know, and verses like this, they were healed, everyone. What's your problem? Boy, that, was, that set her back quite a bit. She'd killed her husband because she didn't have enough faith. That's what she took from this. And I'm like, thanks, Barnabas. You got, you're going to, you know... Uh, how, how encouraging how encouraging 
And then, of course, and I was an elder, and of course I, I show her in Scripture where that's not always the case. That's, whoever told you that, I know there's verses, but there's also verses where, you know, Paul says to Timothy, listen, no longer water, but take a little wine for your stomach and your often infirmities. He's, he's telling them, here, medicine. Don't you take a wine for often infirmities. Yeah, we got other things now, right? And I'm not even, I shouldn't even go there. Look. He's offering a medicine. Why don't you just heal him? Because it, it, the Bible doesn't t- teach that, and it's your lack of faith. I, I want to tell you what happened this week. God allowed two people to pass from the earth, and we had the funerals. That's what happened. It's not on you, and it's not on me. That's what we have to take away from this. Here, at this point in time, everyone's healed. God's rolling out a new uh, program, and he's, healing's going. Uh, did Jesus ever pray for somebody and the person didn't get healed? No. No. Uh, is this healing evident in the early church? I, I'm really reading the same verse as you're reading, and they were healed, every one. Now, can we extrapolate that, bring it forward to 2018 and say, this is God's desire. This is God's word. Look, can you show me the church anywhere on the planet? You've got seven billion people to choose from. Can you show me the person or the church where this is happening? Every time someone goes there and asks for prayer, they get healed. If that was the case, we'd, we'd know it, we'd see it on the YouTube videos, we'd, we'd, people who were desperately sick would, would hear about it and they would flock to that church, no matter where it was in the world, and they would go there and they would get the healing. Is there a, a Catholic shrine, Fatima or Lourdes in France or someplace where everyone always gets healed all the time? Is there, is there anybody 100% sure? Does anyone know about it? Because maybe I'm just not watching the right YouTube videos or something. I believe healing. It's God's prerogative. He can do that. I remember one scripture that says where Jesus could do no mighty works in that town. And you're thinking, what? How do you limit God's son? He's powerful. He can do anything. I believe because people weren't asking, because people weren't seeking, because people weren't coming out and praying. So sometimes that is the issue. Sometimes the issue is like, I love you. I'm sovereign. It's time for them to come home. I've given them their days in the sun, and that's it. And, and people pass on. And I, I wish more healings happened, but I can't make it. And if you say, well, that's because you got no faith, okay. I mean, if that's what you want to come to at the end of this all, okay. I agree. I'm not fighting you. But there's still, like, when I talk to these people, I say, well, this verse says this. What about this? They want to quickly skip over that verse, and they never want to give me an answer about it. And if you don't have the ways to answer my why I don't believe that everyone gets healed every time. Now listen, I, I got saved in 2000. I mean, uh, 2000. No, uh, 1980. And, uh, and since then, I've, I've, I've read the Bible, and I've worked through these verses, and I've grinded over these, and I've heard all the people. And I just, show me. Just show me. Because the last time I debated with one, and it was kind of a debate. It was ugly. I hate that. I don't want to argue into my way of thinking. This is what the Bible says. Believe it. I don't know what else to tell you. The last time we talked about this, 
I said, well, you're the great man of faith, then we'll use your faith. Just show me. Oh, see, see, you don't have any faith because you're looking at me for my faith. I'm like, so guess what? You're never wrong. You just never, you, you can't prove what you're saying. All you can do is make me try to f- feel bad, which, by the way, I don't. I'm long past thinking about my lack of faith. Lord, tell me what the Word says. I'm a blank slate. I, 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 want to, I don't want to get, find myself in a camp where everyone else in the camp is wrong too, but I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I got good company, a bunch of heretics with me. Look, show me, and I, I've prayed for this for years. And I can't come away with, I see this in the early church. There's healing. There's, there's all there was to it. And now less, it seems. I, I don't know what else to tell you. No. You're sick? Pray. He's healed me every time. I haven't died yet. And it just doesn't seem very miraculous. Usually, you know, sometimes they end up going to the doctor and they give me an antibiotic or whatever. Or, you know, just things run its course because he's put in us. The body's healing power. I mean, if you eat right and exercise and get enough sleep, you'll generally get better from most things, right? And I think that's good that he was wise to do that. And, and if you abuse your body, you don't eat right, you don't get enough sleep, you never exercise, you eat just, you know, sugar-coated junk, I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to, it's not going to work out for you real good, I don't think. Okay, let's, move, let's keep moving. You're saying, I'm, I'm waiting for you to keep moving. <laughs> I just wanted to address that because right in the middle of like I said, listen, don't anyone let, don't let people put that on you. Uh, Like back in the day, this lady who killed her husband with not enough faith. We took a long time for her to get that and and to heal from that. Don't let anyone put that on you. They, They don't know what they're talking about and they're not helpful at all. Then the high priest rose up, and all that were with them, with, with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation. And they laid their hands on the apostles and put them in common prison. So far, we've seen Acts chapter 3. They healed the, uh, the, the impotent man, the, the guy who couldn't walk at Gate Beautiful, and they, they picked him up, and he's leaping and dancing, and they arrested them, and they charged him, don't you tell anyone else about this? And they say, you know, we're going to tell everybody, like, so sad, too bad. We're going to follow God. We're not going to follow you. You remember that? And that was, uh, but they just told him, don't do it anymore. And they said they would. But you know, I, I think it like this. They haven't done anything because they said we couldn't really punish them because they didn't really, and they feared all the people and they hadn't really broken any laws. There's no Bible command, thou shalt not heal people. Right? So they really couldn't do anything. But now they've given a law. You can't talk any man, anymore in Jesus' name. Now they got a law that they can break. And they already told them. So why didn't they just... Based on that, well, we're going to. Well, because it doesn't work that way. I can tell a cop I'm going to speed, but he doesn't give me a speeding ticket based on what I'm going to do. He has to wait to catch me, radar the whole thing, pull me over, and then, he, then I get the speeding ticket. Which, by the way, that's rare in the extreme. I generally don't speed. You have a problem banning laws of land? <laughs> and by the way, 70's plenty fast enough. But anyway, let's keep moving. I don't know why I get off on these things. They laid their hands on the apostles. They put them in the common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. I, I, I must have read that wrong. So here they are in prison, locked doors, okay? Uh, and the angel of the Lord by night, wow, it really does say that. 
The angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth. I mean, it must be, what did that look like? Did it look like just a guy? Did they know he was an angel? I don't know, he grabs a locked door and opens it up, and the thing just, lock just kind of snaps and falls on the ground. And maybe they, and he's not like a big, powerful guy. They, maybe they think, like, that guy's an angel. Was he, did he emanate light like you see in a lot of these movies and stuff like that? Incredible. So this angel comes and springs him. Jailbreak. That's great. And he gives him a and he gives him a word. Go stand speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. Well, um, Mr. Angel, sir, we just get in trouble for doing that. <laughs> and they're gonna get in trouble again. Listen, I think coming to America, we're gonna have some difficult times. I, I, I'm going to pray. I'm going to try to roll back the tsunami I see engulfing this country. And I don't know. I, I, I have said before, let's let, brace for impact. I think it's going to be an unpleasant ride. And I, and I want to I I show you this movie because this is, this is what could happen. I want us to talk about that and get, I hope it never comes. I'm not a prophet. I'm not the son of a prophet. I, don't, I, I, I can read the writing on the wall. Last election, things didn't plan the way, work out the way some people planned it to work, but they're going ahead with their agenda anyway. That's all I'm going to say on that. And I think it's going to be very difficult for you and for me. Um, I haven't talked about this. The censure of Alex Jones is, is immoral, and I don't care if you like Alex Jones or not. I know I've talked with some of you do and some of you don't. I don't care who he is and what he's saying. If I was still a Marine, I would gladly die on a battlefield anywhere in this world to give Hillary Rodham Clinton the right to spew against my God-given convictions. Freedom of speech means we don't have to agree with what you're saying. You don't have to like it. It's immoral to try to quell it. First, they go with someone like Alex Jones, who I think is a soft target. He, don't, he doesn't have a church. He does have a microphone and he has a voice. But there's no real, you're not really stopping a church from, uh, but don't, this is, that's just a test case. They're coming for you and for me. I really, really believe that. So what are we going to do? Occupy till he comes, because that's what he said. But I have made this determination in my own mind. If I end up going to jail, oh, Adam, you'd be in a drama queen now. Oh, I, I, I can be a drama queen. Point well taken. I don't, but I don't think I am. I think I'm being very credible and very real. And if that happens, that's fine. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. That's fine. I'm not backing, I'm not backing down. I'm not shutting up. I am not giving quarter. I'm not. This is, and you, you, you better take out my larynx or something because when I'm in jail, then I just do prison ministry from the inside. That's who God has called me to be, share the Bible, teach the Bible, share the gospel, lead people to Jesus Christ, and there's no, there's no, I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm not here in the story, but we are here in the story. Hey, listen, Sanhedrin, you gotta understand something. I'm listening to God, I'm not listening to you. And I, I, I respectfully decline to be obedient. 
I, I, I'm obedient to God. And if you, you, you tell me do what God tells you to do, amen. If you tell me don't do what God tells you to do, well, guess what? Either you or God's going to have hurt feelings at the end of the day, and it ain't going to be God. I just figure it out. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. And I, I want you to have that. Because they're, they're, they're trying to, first in the debate, quell us. Oh, you can't bring that stuff around here. Says who? I, I sure can, and I will. I don't know what else there is to it. But angels can break open prison doors. And if that's the case, great. Go stand in the temple. Okay. <laughs> and when they heard that, they entered in the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came, and they that were with him, and called the council together, and all the senate of the children of Israel, and sent uh, to the prison to have them brought, because they don't know yet. Okay, bring those guys out. We're going to try them. Yeah, you're going to have a bad day. When the officers came, found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison truly found we shut with all safety, and the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we opened, we found no man within. Huh. How did that work? Did he just, like, pick the lock and then relock it? I, I don't know. The, I, I, I can't tell you what exactly happened, but it looks like nothing's disturbed except the guys aren't there, right? Wow. Uh... The officers came, found them not in the prison, returned and told, saying all this stuff, right? Now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. They didn't know how this was going to play out is what they're saying there in the Greek. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple, teaching the people. <laughs> it's how to keep a good man down. We've threatened them, we've arrested them twice, we told them they ain't going to do that anymore, and here they are doing that again. What are we going to do? You, hey, you have to, they have to put some more bite in their bark. They have to up the ante, or they have to concur, and we'll see what they do. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple teaching the people. Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high, pre high priest asked, saying, did, we, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Here's a wonderful place to repent, but they double down. Because all they're really concerned is that we condemned Jesus to death, and now you're going to try to make us guilty of that. Well, guess what? You know, actions have, they, they, they mean something. You have to stand behind what your choices are. And here, boy, they messed up so bad. And here's a place where like, oh, you know what? We really, I can't believe how, how stupid I was. Repent. It's wonderful. Now we join the other team and we promote Jesus with everybody else. Yeah, I did something really stupid. I condemned him to death. And, but he's forgiven me and now I'm on team Jesus proclaiming the word. I don't understand why people, and I've seen it, and I've seen it, and I've seen it, and I've seen it. Once they shoot their mouth off, and then they kind of have to keep backing it up, backing it up, and backing it up. Keep digging deeper, and digging deeper, and digging deeper. You know, uh, Ken Graves uh, says, you know, you think you, you got a, a, a child, you got a, a brother, sister, you got somebody, and, and, they, and their life is spiraling down without a control, and you think, oh, certainly they've hit bottom now. But bottom is an elusive thing because they break out a shovel and they keep digging more often than not. Uh, rule one of holes, stop digging, okay? Just 
just. But how many people? They double down every time. They're, they're wrong, but now they're. This is coming clean. Yeah, I was, that was dramatically stupid of me. I'm, I was wrong. Repent. And God's all. Yeah, how he is with repentance? He's like, great. He, how is it with you? I'll tell you how it is with me. I told you I keep real short accounts. So I find myself at odds with God. I didn't obey him. I had a fleshly attitude, something. And, I, and the Spirit of God convicts me. Did you really have to answer that harshly? Oh, no, I, I shouldn't. I'm not reflecting your goodness very well. I just repent. And then what does God do? He rubs our nose in it. He makes us feel really poorly, right? Not at all. He's like, okay, you got the lesson. Let's go. We got some work to do. And, and if you keep beating yourself up, that's on you. He doesn't want us to just pour horrible. I, I think uh, I have a good memory. I want to I remember how bad I feel so I don't do this, make this stupid choice again. We've said here a thousand times, choose to sin, choose to suffer. My way, the wrong way, usually ends up very poorly, and then I'm regretting it, and I'm sorry I did it. And if I have that much of memory, good, so I don't make that same choice. But just to sit and beat myself up, oh, you're horrible, you're miserable, no doubt, we get it. We, we all got the memo, I'm, I'm horrible, I'm miserable. And now, I, put that away, because God's not that way. He's not beating us up, just Get on with our life. He say, I, I, I told you this before, I have this, you know, like, um, oh, Lord, I'm horrible. I did this and this and this. Yeah, yeah, I forgive you. Okay, now, I got this plan. Let's do, oh, but I'm so miserable. You still on that? You still on Come on, we got some stuff. We got some work to do. Let's hang out. Let's, I want to pour my life into you. I want to love you. I want to, and I got this one over here to reach and, oh, but Lord, I'm not worthy of this and I'm not. Really? That's on you. He doesn't want you to live there. He doesn't, you know, just admit it. I was wrong, Lord. You were right. And he's, okay, good. Now, isn't that how it is with you? Because that's kind of how it is with me. He's, he's, he's not trying to rub our nose. He's not trying to make us feel poorly. He's not trying to, here, you know, you, I, hope you get, I hope you got it. <laughs> okay. You tend to bring this man's blood on us. And that's all we really care about at the end of the day. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God ra rather than men. This isn't the first time they said it. It won't be the last time they say this. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. I just love how he's just so bold. You ought to get this. You ought to understand this. Actions have consequences. You made bad choices. Is he trying to make them feel bad? I think he's trying to convict them. Just guilt for the sake of guilt isn't Hey, see what you did? You should repent from that. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Does he? Oh, yeah. That's the wonderful thing, isn't it? If you've experienced that extraordinary forgiveness, it's better than just a clean slate. And it is all that. It's a clean slate. It's being born again. A new creation. He, gave, he gives repentance to Israel, forgiveness of sins, and we are his witnesses of these things, that God raised him up from the dead, etc., etc. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. 
Why does he mention that? Because in the mouth of two or three witnesses. We're witness number one, Holy Spirit, witness number two. When they heard this, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. Now that seems like an oxymoron. Cut to the heart, that's good, right? Repent. Were you cut to the heart? You found out you're a sinner? I'm going to hell. This is not good at all. It's cut to the heart. Here's, here's the part I can't quite figure out. So let's kill them. Because a lot of people do that. This is why the attack on you. You know, people don't generally mad at you because you go to church. Oh, yeah, they got that God thing. Psh, whatever. Right? You can even, you, you know, even people don't believe God when they sneeze. You say, God bless you. They don't get all weird about that normally. My, my son, the atheist, he always says, God bless you when I sneeze. I, I don't know. And I say, thank you. And I say, thank you. They don't care if you even talk about God generally. But when you start talking about Jesus, now they get upset. Why? Because pretty soon you're going to be talking about sin. And pretty soon you're going to be saying the H word. And they don't like that at all. And so, shoot the messenger. That's how it works out. It's, you say it's not really that simple. It really is that simple. I don't mind there being a God generally out there somewhere. I do mind there being a Jesus, Savior of the world, who addresses our sin. Because I want my sin, and I want to be the captain of my own life, and I don't want any God telling me how I'm going to live my life. And that's where we encounter all the opposition. They're cut to the quick. They understand that they're guilty. So let's kill the messenger. If we stop hearing this, our guilt will go away. Listen, I, I, this is why there are gay pride parades. If I can just... Do, we, do you have heterosexual pride parades? Are you, are you proud that you're heterosexual? Yes. I'm not... I'm <laughs> that was rhetorical. <laughs> I'm neither... No, no, listen, I'm neither proud or ashamed. I, I'm not. I, I could have like a thousand gay people tell me, oh, that's disgusting, that is just the grossest, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, and go home and enjoy my relationship. That's enough said on that, okay? And I'm not trying to convert anyone or convince anyone. Why? Because I don't need to quell my conscience. That's why, you, that's why they have things like gay pride parades. I mean, think about it. They, so here it is, and you will bow, and you will genuflect at our, this is how it is, and you better agree. Why? Who, who cares what I think? Who cares what you think? They do desperately, because if enough people say, yes, it's wonderful, it's all good, it's, it's, it's just the way you were born, and we appreciate that, and we've got all the different rainbow colors, and maybe, 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 if enough people say, yes, it's great, yes, it's wonderful, I can quell my conscience. Otherwise, nobody would care at all, ever. This is, this is a picture of that. We're cut to the quick. Ouch! Yeah, we did hang him on a tree. Yes, we did kill him. Oh, God raised him up from the dead? That's worrisome. Hey, let's kill the messengers. That's what it is, and it's all it is. And that's why, listen, doesn't it give you some kind of happy? They don't hate you. <laughs> you say, well, why, I'm not even a hateable person. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm kind of a nice guy. I'm lovable. I, I, don't, I don't hate them. Why do they hate me so much? They don't hate you. They just hate the message. Yeah, and if they can just kill the messenger or, or, or make you look like a buffoon or what else, then they don't have to deal with the message. That's how it is. That's how it always is. This is it. 
and it's never changed, and it never will change. This is how it works. So if you're going to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, brace for impact, this world has never been a friend to grace, and I think it's only going to get worse. But, like I say, it was always, you're always subject to be laughed at and ridiculed and everything else. My thing is like, okay, all that would live godly in Christ Jesus shall, shall suffer persecution. Write it down, deal with it, and let's get on with our lives. Here, He's bold. He's going to tell them the way it is. Is it going to lead to persecution? Well, let's read. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart, took counsel, slay them, and stood there. Then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, had a reputation among all the people, and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space. If they put the apostles forth a little space, how is it that this is reported in the book of Acts? Because there were no apostles there to hear what was said. I think, because Paul's in the room, and I think later on he will say, hey, and they'll say, hey, what happened when we all got sent out of class there and you guys conferred? And he, Paul tells them, that's my best guess. And uh, Gamaliel, he, and he spake unto them, ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves. What you intend to do is touching these men. For before these days rose up Thutis, boasting himself to be somebody, to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves, who was slain, and all as many as obeyed him were scattered and brought to naught. After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing and drew away much people after him. He also perished, uh, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. Now I say unto you, refrain from these men, let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. That's a good word. I, I think I agree with most everything he's saying. I think that's a good word. I think it's sound. God's not in this thing, he go anywhere. So don't worry about it. Let it go, let it run its course. God's not blessing. It'll just fall apart. You don't have to persecute. I, I like part of this. But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest happily you be found even to fight against God. To him they all agreed. It's a good word. It's sound. So they all get on board with it? Not really. Gamaliel's best pupil, Paul's not going to agree. He's going to, he's insane. He's a monster at first. I mean, he's the beloved apostle Paul after, but he's, he, when he gives his testimony, he's hailing men and women off to jail. He's making them blaspheme at the point of a sword. You know, I, I don't know if you've thought this too. I don't know if you put yourself in that situation, you know. You've got a sword at your throat. Say Jesus isn't Lord. Say he's, he's an imposter. Go ahead and slice. <laughs> you just, you go, you're going to send me home to be with Jesus. Don't you threaten me with a good time. I, is, that, is that all you got? Is that, all, that it? No, how, how about mom? How about dad if they get one of your little children? Ah, oh, we don't want to think like that. Hey, you better say in a hurry, Jesus isn't Lord, or I'm going to turn your child into a Pez dispenser. It's not going to be pretty. Then what do you do? You, does your mind go in places like that? This man is a monster. He's crazy against Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's probably so, so, so convicted. Gamaliel's got the right idea. This ain't going anywhere. Is that what Old Testament tells about how to do this? No. Old Testament says people speaking against God and they're drawing people off after themselves. You're to put them to death. So does that work out that we're supposed to do that here in America? 
No. Getting a stoning permit is very, very difficult, okay? You, you, <laughs> it won't work. Beyond all that, I don't know that I want to do that. I want to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just because they blasphemed once and didn't believe. How many people know somebody who was a blasphemer, but now they're Apostle Paul. They're, they, they, they switch sides. They, they put the reversible jacket on. It was Lucifer. Now it's Team Jesus. And now they're, they were against us, and now they're for us. How many? We see it all the time. So I don't know that I want to, but we don't let, like, see, I, I don't think that we want to persecute people who don't agree with us, but I think we want to have the discussion. I think we want to, oh, that's great, whatever you believe, that's, what? That, no, I don't think that's how it works. I think we want to be gentlemen, I think we want to be ladies in, in, our, in our discussions. I don't think we want to be really arrogant. Yeah, I really worry about that. I, I, I think sometimes I come across as arrogant. I never try to be. I mean, I, I, I take steps not to be, but I think sometimes, you know, you're so sure in what you're saying that people put the tag on you as arrogant. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to be. But I'm not saying you go out of your way to be a you know, snot nose or, or get everyone all mad at you, but the preaching of the gospel gets people mad at you. Ask Peter. They're furious. Now, Gamaliel, says, like, hey, it ain't going anywhere. No, I don't know that. It's always true. I mean, you know, someone comes up, Joseph Smith, or, yeah, we got his prophecy from God and golden plates and reformed hieroglyphics, and there's millions of people deceived. I think we should stand against falsehood for no other reason than it's false. So we don't, but we don't persecute. We don't. I mean, if you, had, if you had a chance to go back in time and kill Joseph Smith, would you? No, no, of course not. Satan would find another guy anyway. I mean, you know, I don't think we, we don't persecute. We, that's never in the way God wants his kingdom to uh, be advanced uh, um, among the church of Jesus Christ. You can't find me a verse that says that. But, so I think like, you know, he's thinking like, hey, this ain't going anywhere if God's not in it. Well, again, talk to Joseph Smith. It might go someplace. But he's saying, let them off. Just leave them alone. Just what happens if they're right? What happens if God's on their side? You, you're not going to beat up God. You're not going to win. If God's in this, and God really raised up this Jesus from the dead, and that's really God's own son, you don't want to be fighting against God, do you? I think he makes sense, partially, and I agree with him. Do they take his, they, to him, they agreed. Yay, not all, <laughs> not all the way agreed. Uh, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, wait, wait a second, did you agree or not? They called the apostles, well, yeah, agree. hey, if this ain't nothing, then we ain't, well, I tell you what, we ain't gonna, you know, persecute, we'll just beat them a little bit. Uh, okay, they don't, they're not Americans, right? They, they, there's a lot of countries, anyway, you guys see the, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It was one with the, in India where they had that, uh, you know, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? What's the name of the movie? Slumdog Millionaire. Anyone see that? So they didn't know he had all the answers and stuff like that, so they were torturing him <laughs> to try to get... <laughs> well, we don't do that in America. We don't, they, they might be guilty. Let's torture him and find out what the real truth is. And we, we don't do that. Uh, we have this wonderful... Innocent until proven guilty. I am all about that. 
I think it's a very godly, and I think that was the framers had, maybe some of them were Christians, maybe they all were, maybe none of them were, but they had a Judeo-Christian influence, and they said, no, uh, it's wrong, it's morally wrong to punish innocent people for crimes they haven't committed. I like that. We gotta keep that in place, okay? I think we gotta keep freedom of religion, freedom of uh, speech, freedom of the press, uh, freedom to demonstrate against the God. I think we gotta keep all those things in place. I think they're wonderful. I think they're born of this book uh, and, and people who are touched by this book. So that, that's how I feel about that. But that freedom, so but here, okay, don't do it again, but let's beat them anyway. And this isn't just like a slap on the wrist. This is like, you know, beaten. This is, this is bad. They commanded them that you should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. We told you, we told you, now we're going to tell you, and they beat them. And now don't do it again. Is that how it works? Is that how it ends? And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Amen. Oh, you got a little beaten. Psst. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we were able to suffer for you. How do you beat somebody like that? How do you shut up somebody like that? They count it joy. Do they love pain? No, they're just like you and they're just like me. They just don't love their lives so much so they love God more they love God's kingdom going forward more and a little thing like a beaten that ain't nothing so we'll, we'll see the movie night listen they had plenty of t chances uh, he I, I can't remember how long uh, uh, Wormbrand was in prison something teen years whatever but anyway or maybe just single digits like seven or eight I think it was something I think it was like 17 he's in prison for a long time he wouldn't recant he had plenty of opportunities to just say Jesus, I don't, Jesus, I don't know no Jesus. When he stands up at the council, you'll see it all. At the beginning, that took, that was bold. That was, that was, they were all on board with like, yeah, Christianity, thing of the past, we ain't, we ain't going there. And he says, no, this is, this is ugly. And his wife, <laughs> she's great. She's like, I don't like to be married to a coward. That's where you need a woman to, thanks, helper. <laughs> If I stand up now, you ain't going to have a husband. She goes, I don't need a husband who's a coward. And I said, whoa, that's bold, that's bold. But uh, so, anyway, you'll see it all. So what? He was tortured. Now he's gone. He's in heaven, an abundant entering in. I mean, you've got to focus on the real things that are important. And I think the verse, uh, chapters like this help us to focus. They were, they're happy that they got that they got beaten. And they were daily in the temple in every house. They ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Enough said, Fred, look. They pre they, you couldn't shut them up. I want that to be us. Not aggressively so, not obnoxiously so, lovingly so. I, I, the, aggressive doesn't really win here in America in the 21st century. Uh, arguing doesn't. Show them the life. Love them. And don't shut up because that's not loving. Let's stand. Let's pray. Guys are going to come and send us out of here in song. Lord, I, I, I trust, I hope, um, my prayer is that the message is received among us. Probably today none of us will be beaten for their faith. Probably. But Lord, I think we see on the horizon the storm clouds descending and 
I think, it's, I think many of us know it's going to be a rough ride ahead. And we don't want to be persecuted. And we've got laws in place that protect us. But so did others. Come what may, Lord, we're not backing down. We've, we're signed on. We're going to follow you. We're going to follow you forever, regardless of what that looks like. Help us to each one of us come to that place where we, we've determined it's, it's, it's you and that's all and we, we don't have a contingency plan. We don't have a, a plan B. And we're not praying that this happens here in America, Lord, but long and short of it is it doesn't matter. We're on board with you forever. Make, make, us this, make this actually be our commitment, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.